bet the suspense winding up. I know. You never know what's going to happen here. Like, it may be like, oh, it's going to accept it. Oh. And we are live in Facebook. Woo. Oh. Yeah, I saw a little red thing pop up here. Oh, look at that. Isn't technology I, wonderful? I know. It's so wonderful when everything lines up. Lines when it up. works. It's great. Um, okay. So all of our uh, peeps who are, you know, hanging out and watching us on Facebook, um, make sure that you ask lots of questions and um, engage with us because you have both of us. We're going to have some really awesome conversations. And the more questions you ask, the more you get your answers to those things that are affecting you. Um, but there is a little bit of a delay between what we see and what you see. So please bear with us. We will take pauses and we will check in if there's any questions and then we'll respond to them. Okay. All right. Go team go. <laughs> All right. Nate, welcome to Money Man Mondays. Woo! <laughs> Hi, guy. <laughs> Good morning. And, you know, I know that it was kind of annoying this morning because you're like, oh, you're too, way too peppy for me. I've only had one coffee. Um, but, you know, you've now had more caffeine, so you'll be more lively. <laughs> yeah. The more caffeine I have, the less actually sarcastic I am. So it works out well. Um, okay, so our conversation, we're going to continue our conversation because last time we talked about how to stop dating psychos in our three-part series that we're doing around dating for men. And um, before we get into our topic, let's have a moment of learning all about you for everybody who this is the first time they've ever you know, seen you. Who are you? What do you do? Why are uh, you awesome? <laughs> <laughs> so my, my profession is essentially seeing inside the heads of others. So it's figuring out how people's brains work, not so much like a psychologist or a therapist, this is more on the, the coaching side. So once you know how your brain works, once you have a model of what's going on in there, now you can go in there, you can change it. It's kind of like on your PC or your Mac and you click something and something's supposed to happen, but nothing happens. With the technology, with hypnosis and the technology of NLP, you can actually go in there and change the source code. So you can get whatever response, whatever behavior you want, and you can do it very, very quickly. Um, in, in the context of what we're doing, it's, it's changing relationships and changing how people operate inside relationships because that's where most, most people screw things up. Yeah, and as a, as a personal, you know, somebody who's actually personally worked with you, um, you know, I highly recommend Nate's skills. You know, when people talk to me about, you know, they come and see me and I see lots of clients for lots of different reasons. But when it's, when it's cognitive, you know, it's almost like you're on this cognitive loop of on this hamster wheel where you're like going, 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 and you want something different to happen, but you don't know how to make it happen. And it's like, and it doesn't make any logical sense. Then I send people to Nate. <laughs> where he basically maps out your brain and rewires it fundamentally at the end of the day. And, um, and that rewiring is so powerful. So, and he's the only person just as a, as really important to understand, he is the only person that I let 
fuck with my brain. <laughs> He's the only person that I would ever allow in my noggin to help me do some rewiring. So that should show you how much I actually really, truly trust him. He's quite remarkable. All right. So where do we want to start in our, uh, you know, we wanted to talk about, you know, being needy is not fucking sexy. And yeah. we were going to have a conversation about what our love paradigms are. Do, do you want us to get started or do you want me to start? Well, um, yeah. So, I mean, this, the whole not being needy, it's, so last time we talked about, you know, how not to date psychos and, you know, why psychos show up. Now, when you do meet a female that, you know, is a good match for you, um, problem is most guys show up like, like pussies. They've got this, like, please pick me and, and maybe I'm good enough for you. And it's, it's just sad all over. Right. And even though a male may not say that we communicate this in our, in our tonality, in our body language, and we screw things up horribly because we've never been taught how to actually show up and express ourselves in a way that actually demonstrates our value. And that's, and that's where most guys fuck things up. Yeah. And also, I think this is also why nice guys finish last. There's a, you know, there's this, you know, because bad boys don't give a shit. Bad boys are basically like, I'm living my life and I love my life. And if you want to come play, that's fine. But I am not changing who I am and I'm not changing anything about me to accommodate you. And it's that, that essence of confidence of I love who I am that is so exciting and uh, thrilling and uh, appealing for women. Because when we connect and when we meet a man who, you know, has his shit together in, in the sense that he's confident, I mean, bad boys typically don't ever have their shit together, but there's, there's, you know, I need to reframe that a little bit when I say that, right? Um, but that confidence of, I love who I am and I'm not changing for anybody, confidence is what we're looking for. So why do we shift? Why do we change? Why do men change? Like, let's talk a little bit about the why, Nate, about where that, where that comes from. Perfect place to start. So most of the time, men don't have a set of well-formed values. So your your values provide all your upfront drive and motivation for everything that you do in life. What you go after, what you move away from, um, what your almost what your purpose is. So if you don't have any 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 drivers, any kind of saying, this is what I want, this is what's important to me this is what I value. Everybody else is just going to run all over you. And if you ask somebody, so what's important to you about life? You'll hear crickets and this blank look on their face. And it's not just males, it's females as well. I mean, it's kind of a human condition, Mm -hmm. but with us guys, excuse me, we need to clearly define what we want. We need to have a life, so, so to speak, because if we're, if we have a purpose and we're interesting, other people will be interested in us. Mm-hmm. If we show up all needy and we're just like some parasite willing to latch on to the closest, you know, warm thing that goes by, that's not attractive. That's not interesting. Mm-hmm. Everybody, like there's, 
you know, there's another dude coming by in 30 seconds. It's just like that. You have to have a life. You have to be interesting. You have to have a purpose. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's the place to start. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and I think the other part is that that neediness, don't get me wrong. There are women who are attracted to that neediness but it is not the women that you want to be in relationships with. (laughs) Red flag number one. Red flag number one. If you, if you feel like this emptiness inside you and you feel lonely and you're wanting somebody else to fill that and make you feel better and make you feel happy and make you complete you. If that, those thoughts, those feelings are happening, it means that you are needy. It means that you don't, you have not actually gotten what Nate was talking about, a purpose, a value, an acceptance of who you are and where you're living and why you're living the way that you're living. And because of that, um, some woman may come along and be very attracted to that neediness because you will make her feel like you complete her. And she's moving from that very same place. And what ends up happening is you get together and you suck the living soul out of one another. It is fucked up. It is not healthy. It is not happy. And I can guarantee you it also leads from a sex standpoint. It leads to bad sex to no sex. And she's not going to stick around for very long. Mm-mm. She's going she's gonna to suck the life out of you. She's going to yep. soul suck you for, you know, <laughs> six months, a year. Yep. And, and not then, the kind of sucking that we like. <laughs> no, this is not the good sucking. This is, this is the life, you know, draining. I'm, go, I'm going to hell in a handbasket sort of, sort of dating. And she's going to stick around the six months to a year. And because no amount of soul sucking is ever enough for anybody. Very soon, there's going to be, she's going to have to latch on to something else, another one. And you're going to be left holding the bag going, what the hell just happened to me? Exactly. So I want to check in with our peeps who've been watching us. So Chris says, too many movies like this, like something about Mary. Um, yes. Holly, the, one of the reasons why we have these love paradigms, as I like to put it, these how we move from a dating perspective from this perspective is because of Hollywood, oh, is yeah. because Hollywood teaches us to romanticize neediness, to romanticize this concept that somebody else is going to make your life worth living. Um, you know, how many, how many movies have we seen where, you know, the woman's not interested and, you know, the guy's like, well, it's only because I haven't tried hard enough. <laughs> and, and, and he, you know, sends a, an annoying message uh, at work or embarrasses himself in front of, you know, at a bar or he you know breaks into her house and fills her house with roses like this shit is not is illegal it's not sexy and there's nothing healthy about it but we have been taught and we've seen over and over and over and over again to romanticize this concept of if somebody needs me and can't live without me then that must mean that they love me And if they don't need me and can live without me must mean that they don't love me, which means that the message goes in as I'm not lovable. 
So somebody who's like got their shit together, who is incredibly independent, who loves their life and actually is choosing to spend some time with you is a sign that they truly care about you, that that's actually what love looks like, is that I really love my life and I'm making space in my life to spend time with you versus I hate my life and I want you to make it better. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a complete fool's errand. Like, I mean, if you want to get cheated on, if you want to get dumped, that's the way to go because she has 20 other guys pulling the same crap with, with her. If, if you don't demonstrate your value, if you don't have a mission in life, you like are, I mean, it comes down fundamentally to our most base instinct. We value what is scarce. And this is hardwired into what they call our reptile brain, our most primitive brain that's been around for millions and millions of years. If it's scarce, we want it. If we can't have it, we want it even more. And marketing does this with products. This is, this is why there's limited editions. This is why there's only five of these things. And everybody's you know, clawing over each other to get it. You have to be a limited edition. You have to be rare. You have to be unique. You have to be something of value. If your if all your value is is just how many roses you can buy or, or you know how many texts you can send her in a day, you, you don't even qualify to actually get in the race. Mm-mm. Okay. So what other aspects of of so what could be that one, let's give a concrete tool. Let's give a couple of concrete yeah. tools of like, how do we shift from that? Because this, for a lot of men, this is like brand new concepts, you know, because cool. we, they, there's been all this programming, right? So yeah. what's one thing that we can do to reprogram that? What, what do well, you got? So from two, two that I want to kind of pick on the most at the very, very largest level, um, we call it the macro, the biggest thing that you want to look at is find something that you're passionate about, something that you're into. Um, it doesn't have to be, even if it's not your job, even if you don't, you don't like what you do, you, you, let's say your job is to pay the bills, which is, which is great. We can't all have our, our, our dream job. But if you've got something that you're passionate about, something that you're, that you're interested in and something that makes you happy, that fulfills you, that that goes a long way to actually playing up your value. We're all, we're all good at something, right? The other, the other side is, is what we, is in my <clears throat> model or world of doing things um, is what we call frame control. Now frame control is a, it's kind of a weird word. People usually trance out when I even talking about frame control, but okay, hold on to prevent you from uh, zoning out before Nate talks. Yep. I'm going to word blow job. Okay, you there you go. Center? See, okay. perfect pattern to rep. See how, see how smart <laughs> guy is. You can tell she's her and I hang out because she knows this stuff. So framing is how is essentially how you see her, how she sees you and what the interaction is all about. So if I'm talking to a, to a woman and my frame is I'm qualifying her. I have my value set. Here's what I want in life. And I'm talking to her almost like I'm seeing if she's good enough for me to let in into my life. That's a frame. That is, that is me changing 
the normal dating paradigm from please pick me. I'm, I'm really, really good. Like, like most douchebags show up as, okay. She's not going to pick you. Right. Now, if you, if you enter the frame of, well, this is what I'm all about. I like who I'm about. I'm not going to change it for you. You can't run like you can't steamroll me. And I'm interviewing you to see if you qualify, to see if you fit in, to see if you're good enough. If you were to try that in a dating situation, you'll notice a massive difference. Mm -hmm. Because you have, whoever sets the frame, whoever has the strongest frame, has control. It's, and, but this has to be based on what do you want out of life? If you haven't figured that out yet, you're, you're just faking it. And women can smell fakers. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's, that's, that's brilliant because it's like when you come into that space of, I'm seeing whether or not you're worthy of my time. Setting that framework as you, you know, as you talk about it and setting that basically you're setting the game there's the game set right there is that and the truth is is that she and and okay so dudes all right i guess first of all before you you know go uh, off you know glaze over blowjob okay you back with me excellent (laughs) (laughs) all right now in order for you to really own that you really need to be okay with that if she isn't in line and, you know, Nate talks about values and I usually use the word soul standard. If she's not in line with what your purpose is and your soul standards are of your expectations of your A-team is not A-team worthy. And A-team worthy isn't about what her boobs look like. Okay. So we need to move, move out of the frame of what she may look like or what it may make you feel like if you were to walk into a room um, with her on your, you know, on your arm, right? Like that kind of superficial, shallow thinking is going to go horribly wrong. That's a shitty frame. That's a shitty frame. I'm, I'm picking her for eye candy. Yeah. Because there's lots of girls that can be eye candy out there. And what's eye candy to one person is not to another person. And you're going to crash and burn hard. Yeah. That's, that's, it's, it's, that, I mean, that's, you know, as plain as I can say it, it's going to, it's going to die hard. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it, they need to be in line with what your purpose is of what your values are, what your eight, you know, are they a team worthy? Right. You know, because if they aren't, you can't really step in there and say, okay, I'm interviewing you. I'm actually, when you're in the dating process, you are interviewing them to see whether or not you want to spend time with them. If they fit into your lifestyle, if they have the similar goals, similar expectations, all of similar sexual desires, there's a whole, you know, which is our conversation for, you know, next month is we're going to all talk about, you know, the sex and the sexual compatibility. But if they don't have those pieces, then you say, thank you for your time. You don't be a douche. You don't ghost them. You own it. You you say, you know what, we're not a good fit. And I wish you the best of luck. Each time you do that, it sets up for yourself that you have value 
it yeah. reframes this concept that, oh, I'm so unworthy. I'm so unworthy. Pick me, pick me, pick me too. You know, we're a good fit or no, we're not a no. good fit. No. Women can smell the scent of desperation a mile away. Mm -hmm. the, they can see it on you. They can, um, women actually, from a neurological standpoint, have a lot, have actually 13 more centers in the brain that actually can pick up the whole emotional awareness side. Us guys don't have this. So we need to have our, what we call our, our inner game. Okay. So this is not game like this, the whole sleazy dating pickup sort of, sort of nonsense, because again, that's, that's a short, I mean, um, it's a short con. It's, it's not going to last. You're going to, you're going to end up picking up psychos, um, picking up something that you need penicillin for. You're, you're not doing yourself any favors doing this. Okay. What we're talking about is the inner game. This is knowing your value, showing, showing your strengths, liking who you are, um, and not being apologetic for who you are, not comparing yourself to the crap you see on the media, like Guy was talking about. This is essentially owning you. And when you talk to somebody saying, okay, do you fit in? Because otherwise, I mean, you're just going around latching on to the first warm hole that shows up and you're going to get garbage. Mm -hmm. And there's lots of people that want to take advantage of you. A lot of people that want to use you to, to fix their own pain mm -hmm. and they may not be doing it intentionally, but that's just, that's what they know. And we, and anybody can fall victim to that male or female. Oh yeah. And everything that we're sharing, by the way, for any of the women who end up having to watch, who end up watching this, this actually applies to you the same way in how you 100%. step in, how you step into the dating world, um, how you, when you're needy, it's not sexy. Um, you know, when you're like, oh, will you love me? Will you pick me? None of that is sexy. Love who you are. So at the, at the, basically, at the end of the day, we are both saying to you, first of all, know what your value is. If you don't know what your value is and there's some stuff about why you don't feel worthy of the in the world, you need to heal that shit. You need to look yeah. at that shit. You need to fix that shit. And you need to heal that shit. Because as long as you don't heal that, you will only attract the same people at the same level as you. And I think that's really important that if you want to start having better kinds of relationships and dating better quality of people, it means that you have to become a better quality of person. 100%. It's, it's our, like, it's, I mean, this is something that nobody, well, other than people like Gaia, because he's brilliant, but this is why most people don't, don't talk about is it's your responsibility to, to, to heal your shit mm -hmm. because we're all walking around with bad programming. We come to this world as a blank hard drive and we get a bunch of bad programming, a bunch of bad code jammed in there, and we spend our, spend our adult lives just spreading it around like a virus. You got to heal your stuff. Once you heal your stuff, your relationships get, get better. Um, I mean, it's, it's as Newtonian as water being it's gravity. You know, it's, it's water is wet. Um, I'm living proof of that because the, I mean, I used to have a flashing for those of you that are a little bit older, 
the flashing Kmart, um, you know, attention shoppers sign on my forehead, pulling in every cycle within a 15 mile radius, right? If there was one around, they'd be there just, you know, sniffing around and it's painful. Like, you know, the, I mean, everybody says life is short. If you pick the wrong person, life is long. Like, <laughs> it's like, shit, am I still here? <laughs> oh God, I just woke up woke up beside him again. Jeez, let, I want to get off this ride. Life is long. So why don't you share a little bit more about that? Like what is it like to be in in that space, you know, before you before you started to do your healing and did your work of, you know, picking better partners? What was that like for you? Like what did it feel like? Um the before space is kind of you're just hoping somebody shows up. You're just hoping anybody shows up. And you your your radar is horribly broken because you'll you, you'll pick somebody and they'll well, essentially some form of abuse, it's incoming, right? Is guaranteed you are the whipping boy. You are the target of all of their neurotic, psychotic behavior. And it's draining. It's tiring. Um, and the funny thing is, good ones will show up and you'll actually push them away. Like, great females will show up and for some reason, you'll fuck it up with them. And you'll go back to the crazy one that is using you to try and fill that black hole that's in their soul that came from their bad programming. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's a lot of repetition because you'll change. You'll go from, oh, okay, this one won't work, right? It, it ends and you'll find one just like the last one. And the next one will be just like the ones before that. And if you actually put it like put it on paper and write it out as a pattern it'll blow your socks off because you'd be like holy shit it's the same shit like it looks a little bit different she looks she looks different she's got a different name but it's the same bullshit mm -hmm. and i think that that's a really important thing for to, to share because otherwise if you don't really start to see the patterns you can't really make you can't start to create new patterns no. No, right. awareness is always the first step. It's always the first step. Um, and often when we're in that state, we typically blame everybody else. Like it was her fault or this, mm -hmm. you know, it was their fault or, you know, oh, her ex came into the picture and seduced her away from me or whatever it is. <laughs> Most of the time, it's not actually looking at it honestly. Like what part did I play in this? Why did this happen? Um, how did I support this happening? Was it inevitable? Yes, it was inevitable that it was going to happen. Oh, I mean, it's going to happen. Happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just there's a, a count. There's a countdown to when it's going to blow up, and so there's there's two guarantees in life if you don't fix your shit. One, you're going to get the same crazy meeting up with you over and over. And it will fall apart. And some people, unfortunately, they will try to stick around in a broken relationship. 
some people escape, you know, but not not all of us were able to like get over the wire of the prison camp <laughs> and get the hell out. Right? I mean, I stuck around in a nasty relationship for over 10 years mm-hmm. and it was the same crap every day. And the one after that, same type of psycho, different face, different name, same psycho. Mm-hmm. Got to so, heal your shit. Got to heal your shit. Yeah. Gotta heal your shit. All right. So how can people get a hold of you? How can they get more of more Nate time? Yeah. So easy way to get a hold of me um, and find some, I've got some kind of neat resources and videos on my, on my site. If you want to kind of sneak around some more, but if you go to get past it, so it's just one word because clients would always say, how do I get past it? So it's, it's all one word to stick it all together. Dot CA. And on there, there's all my contact info and testimonials but uh, watch the videos on there because and read some of go to the how we do it section because most people are curious they're like well how does this work how do i reprogram my brain trying to do this stuff consciously through just talking about it it's tough it almost it doesn't work because you're only talking 10 percent of the brain what you'll see on the site is explaining how we access your subconscious how we pop the hood on your computer, go in in there and we change the source code around and the change is quick and it's, it's effective because you're changing the part that actually makes the actual difference. So as somebody who's been on the receiving end of uh, Nate's voodoo. (laughs) Perfect term for it. Um, I suggest you actually don't even bother to watch the videos and don't bother to actually uh, go to all of the resource stuff. And the reason I say that is because that's just your brain trying to convince you that you shouldn't do it. Oh, yeah. Instead, just do it. Yeah. See how smart she is? Yeah, she knows (laughs) that stuff. Yeah, because if... If there's bad, if there's bad programming in there, if there's, well, I should say, if there's programming in there that that that's not serving you, it's any kind of resistance you have will be that old programming trying to keep you where you are, because as humans we don't we don't do well with change, mm-hmm. we want to keep the cycle going, so if you think about this and you have a this gut negative reaction of ooh. I shouldn't do this or maybe it's too expensive or I don't have the time or when, when like this, this nonsense. Yes. Bullshit. 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 It's your subconscious taking over controlling the situation and is trying to make you pussy out so that you stay exactly where you are. And if you want to have a better life, and you want to feel good about yourself and actually want to get that life that we talked about that women are going to find hot and attractive and want to do that, then heal your fucking shit. Exactly. So just go and do it. Heal it. Yeah. Really, rip off the bandaid yeah, and get in there exactly. and get it done. Yeah. Cause I mean, ask yourself what, what's the cost? What's, what's it worth to me to have a, not a psycho on my arm? You know, what's, What's it worth to me to wake up in the morning and not want to smother myself with a pillow? All right. It's because that's where I was. I'm like, I wake up and go, shit, I'm here again. 
like it's you owe it to yourself to actually change things because you can you can easily spend the next 20 30 40 50 years doing the same cycles attracting the same psychos and being unhappy well and the key in that is that you know if you don't wake up in the morning and wake up with this like damn i am alive and i can't wait for today if you don't wake up with that then that means there's something significantly wrong in your world what where it may look where it is and where it's showing up whether that's your job or your relationship or your family dynamics or what area it's playing out or all of the areas that it's playing out in the end of the day something is wrong because if you wake up the fact that you woke up is something to be celebratory about And so if you can't find that joy or that excitement about life and being alive, then there's stuff that you need to release and let go of and heal. Because, I mean, it's, it's, it's not, it's not worth dragging your ass and, you know, being somebody else's therapeutic tool to heal something that they're not going to heal just by being codependent with you. Because that's, I mean, sadly, that's where most dudes are they're they're like target practice for somebody's emotional bullshit yeah yeah and they're all they're not only are they target practice for somebody else's emotional bullshit but they're also oozing their emotional bullshit onto somebody else yep all right it works so both ways works both ways so if you want to if you want to come over and hang out with like the happy sexy people over here go work on your shit yeah <laughs> You fix it. And the the wild thing is, is that once you change one aspect, other things change too. Because oh, yeah. once you, like I've had people come in to, um, let's say um, they have anger issues. All of a sudden their relationships get better. I've had somebody come in for relationship issues and their relationship with their family changes. Their relationship with their boss changes. Because once once you start that that healing the brain spreads it out it goes everywhere it's we see it in people where they have one problem in one aspect of their life and somehow it seeps into other areas of their life it always happens we always see it, it just takes time well the reverse is true why wouldn't it be when, once you start to change one aspect other areas get better well, and that happens all the time when my clients come see me. They come to see me for a specific reason around sex and sexuality and sexual relationships. And as we start to clear that out and heal whatever's going on and, you know, re, you know reframe what's going on for them, um, everything else starts to improve in their life. Yeah. From, from their job to more money to more success to, you know, all of a sudden they have all these friends. To, like there's all these wonderful, their relationships with their kids and their family and their ability to communicate more efficiently. Like it all affects everything. Everything interplays with everything else. And so when we start that process, it starts to heal everything. Exactly. So because- just pick- just pick one. Yeah. The key is just pick one thing that you're like, I'm ready to let go of this and start the process there and the rest of it will all fall into place. Exactly. Because, I mean, it'd be 
it'd be insane not to think so. Let's say a guy teaches somebody to communicate what they want in the bedroom, which for most people is a scary place for saying what they want. Well, mm -hmm. if you can do it there, well, shit, it's easy. To, I mean, compared to communicating what you want in other parts of your life, most other places are a cakewalk. So if you wow. can do it in that environment, you got it. You got it made. <laughs> it's true. Right. So, yeah. all right. So next month, we're going to talk about sex. Boom, chicka, wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so make sure you stay tuned. Um, in the meantime, you can get a hold of Nate. Um, I will also put his uh, contact info in the description um, of the video. And you can always reach me at succulentliving.com. And uh, we, we would love to hear any comments, you know, any comments about was this helpful for you or, you know, damn, I love what you just said. And I now I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be the interviewer instead of the yeah. interviewee in my dating process. Exactly. All right. We will see you next. We will see you next month. Bye-bye. <laughs>